guys, it's Elizabeth. This is Annika. And I'm Bella. And welcome to our very first episode of Hollow Hollow. Hi. This literally <laughs> took five takes to get this up and running, but... We're here. We're yeah. made, we made it. So maybe a lot of you guys are wondering what this podcast is for and why we really created it. And honestly, it's because if you haven't read our Instagram, a lot of us have been you know, really frustrated with a lot of things that have been going on in the world today. And we thought that this would be a really good outlet just to inform everyone and to inform Gen Z so people um, have enough information spreading around. Yeah, and like, we always rant about the stuff that we talk about on call. And so we just thought that we'd bring it to like a platform much bigger than ourselves Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, I guess, turn our rants into a podcast. Yeah, I think really, really just creating some open dialogue between us and then being able to really share that with everyone else so that mm-hmm. we can start some good discussions, yeah. hopefully, exactly. Exactly. if you listen. I don't know. So our very first episode, if you guys didn't already know, it's in the title, it's about ICE. And so we felt the need to discuss this, especially because we're all international students. So um, with everything going on with the whole Trump legislation and with all you know, the new... SCVP. Yeah, so the, we all... Like, SCVP, like, thing, the yeah. policy that just got rescinded, mm-hmm. like, a few days ago. Yeah, so there's just a lot of information <clears throat> being spread around, and this is super overwhelming for some people. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to give a brief overview on what ICE is, what, it's, what, it was, what it was actually created for, and what they're doing today. So, honestly, I didn't even know much about ICE, other than it was really bad. Like, before, like, really researching about... Um, really researching for this podcast yeah and I think I mean it sucks that it like had to happen through this whole international students um, situation but I think now that a lot of people know more about what ICE is capable of they're really starting to or people are being encouraged to really learn more about the other atrocities that ICE has committed and really just become more familiar with the agency itself yeah I think it's really interesting how like I feel like a lot of the stuff about ICE like depends on what the media decides to portray. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like this is definitely an issue that like ICE as an agency should be something that we're always talking about. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like the level of awareness that ICE goes through is like kind of up and down because mm-hmm. like I feel like this new international student policy that was recently like you know, like, put forward, just, like, made people, like, reminded people in a sense of, like, how much of a xenophobic Mm -hmm, institution or organization ICE really is. So I guess, like, for those of you guys who might not know what ICE is, it basically stands for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, um, and they're kind of responsible of, like, I guess, in a sense, arresting illegal immigrants within the United States, Mm -hmm. um, and basically deporting them. Yeah, so honestly, ICE is really, it's fairly new. I mean, it was only really created 15 years ago. And after nine, yeah, after yeah. the aftermath of after 9-11. So it's a yeah. subsidiary of the Department of Homeland Security. And so, yeah, it was made after 9-11. But what's really interesting is that ICE really wasn't for, like its mission wasn't for deporting immigrants. In fact, like in 2005, a Department of Homeland Security inspector said that there really wasn't a clear rationale and they weren't supporting a specific mission. And I think it's written somewhere that it's like its first mission and vision statement said that it was really only to prevent acts of terrorism yeah. by preventing yeah. people that support terrorists and criminal activities. Yeah, I think definitely like throughout the years, ICE has definitely evolved. Um, one interesting thing that I saw was that during the Obama administration, that was the like highest number of like ICE arrests ever recorded in American history, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And the thing is, like, I was reading an article about it uh, just a few days ago. Basically, under Obama, I think, um, it was, yeah, the division prioritized removing undocumented immigrants who had committed serious yeah, crimes. Yeah. yeah. But then under the Trump administration, that's when ICE really became, like, like weaponized and like mm-hmm. kind of used as this large propaganda force to really perpetuate a white supremacist agenda. And that's when... Um, really ICE began taking like a more hardline stance. It's interesting because people tend to look at the statistics and be like, well, you know, Trump isn't actually doing, he isn't causing such a disservice to immigrants because just look at the numbers, Obama was so much worse. But if you actually take a look Mm -hmm. at the the reason why, like like what you were saying, right? Obama was prioritizing, um, you know, those who had committed serious crimes, Trump's prioritization is everyone. He'll attack families, he'll attack criminals. And it makes sense in that way because, you know, Obama's priority was so streamlined that it kind of does make sense why he would have more numbers. Trump is like all over the place. I think it's it's like a difference between like the purpose and how it's actually carried out. Like under the Trump administration, it's definitely been like the the mechanisms with which ICE kind of functions and make arrests are like mm. so unconstitutional and just mm-hmm. every single part of it is a violation of yeah. so many like civil rights that people should be having. Yeah, yeah, because with Obama there were really strict and rigid and very explicit rules for whom they should be arresting. Whereas for Trump he literally says deport all removable aliens. Exactly. Right. And and under Trump it was a lot about racial profiling. Mm-hmm. Like most of the like stakeouts and the arrests that they make are really due fundamentally to racial profiling and that's kind of like the main driving force behind it and i think something else that's kind of in relation to this is um you know in relation to the numbers it's like trump is actually holding these people in detention centers for longer i saw it's like from or like even non-criminals spend like an average of around 60 to 90 days in the in the immigrant jails when people under obama would have actually been eligible for bond and release Yeah. yeah and like I saw an Instagram post like a few days ago, like when I was kind of just looking about on researching on ICE and it had like a list of the, a bunch of the names of the kids who died under ICE custody. Mm, Like that. Imagine with COVID also. Exactly. Like like, the COVID spread in all those detention centers are insane. And there's a complete disregard for their actual health and security. There's just a lack of like humanity attributed with this organization. Um, And I think people should really be talking. Like it should really be a thing that, people talk about more often and more like constantly. There really just have been so much atrocious things that have happened under yeah. this administration and yeah. like like the ways that Trump has kind of used ICE mm-hmm. to just yeah. propagate like whatever agenda he has yeah. essentially. I feel like now, oh sorry, but I feel like now like when people think of ICE, it's like this like barbaric separation of like mm-hmm. children from parents, you know, what media portrays them as, or, like, holding them in cages. Because that's, like, exactly what's happening. Yeah. Like, um, a few days ago, again, I was looking at, like, petitions for ICE and, like, online, just generally, Mm -hmm. and there really wasn't many. I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong place, but there was one petition that I saw where, like, ICE officers were spraying, like, detainees with poison. Because there's a complete disregard for any of their human rights. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even with like with Trump, I was reading stories about the day he got elected and his first steps, like during his like his start the start to his presidency, and apparently, I think, they were filming all these ICE officers watching Trump in his inauguration, and apparently they were like thumping on their chests and like, the first steps that Trump really took in his presidency were was to increase the funding for ICE. Yeah. Yeah.
And literally, like, within the first 100 days of Trump being in office, ICE arrested, like, 41,000 individuals, which is, like, 37.6%, I believe. Like, a 37.6% increase over a year earlier. So I think, like, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, we're, like, although the numbers might have peaked under Obama's administration, like, this rapid increase is really, like... Alarming. It's just as alarming as the numbers, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was reading a story about this guy who was a Long Island waiter, and he was... It it, it took him, like, dozens... He was waiting dozens of years for his green card, and when when ICE found him, they wouldn't even let him say goodbye to his daughter, and they basically ushered his lawyer out of of the room. Yeah. I think, like, going back to Obama, I think somewhere I read that he had made, like, an active effort to make sure that his last priority were, um, you know, illegal immigrants who had been there for decades already, who had already had families. And Mm -hmm. it's just so unfortunate to see this complete, like, disregard of, you know, building a home there and having a life there and just so easily tearing that from somebody. It's just... So now, I think we should talk about why we started this and the whole international student policy. So... Yeah, I mean, that when that came out, I was like... That was a whirlwind. My stress levels went to, like, 100%. I literally called Bella, like, Mm, sobbing. Because that was also the day that my school announced, Mm -hmm. like, what what their fall plans were, um, and they were not favorable at all. And then this new legislation or this new policy coming out just freaked everybody out even more. And it, like it, it was just causing so much confusion. Like why? Like yeah. we're already in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. I was we just saying that. There's so, already so many much things stress. to stress about. Exactly. And so like why is this being like what like what what was the purpose of this policy? Like why are you trying to make it more difficult? Like all we're trying to do, everybody on an F one visa is just trying to get an education. And this is something right. that we've all been dreaming about. We've all exactly. worked so hard for. And what I thought was really annoying, like particularly annoying about that whole new rule was that deep, like it said, because I know that my college, do, we were, we're in a hybrid system. So it yeah. means we can take some classes online, some classes in person. And they basically said, oh, if your classes are hybrid, you, got, you better find a way to get back to the U.S. And coming from the Philippines, it's already so hard to find any flights. Exactly. Right? And it's already so unsafe to be taking classes in person. So exactly. I thought that was just a really another really stressful thing about their whole new policy. And like overall, like the policy itself, like it was really vague. Like like I mm, like I agree, there was yeah. just so much like social. Like they media just had up, on the on the ICE government. Yeah. It was just like the it, page, the, the tiniest, official page was just the this little little section. I didn't even get like any information from that. Like I had to read through like forums, exactly. and I had to, I had to wait for Duke to release a statement from the exactly. international office. Like that's where I got my, my, like the real information. I didn't even get any like announcement from the international office about this. So I literally had to like contact people, text people, be like, "What does this mean? Like, like if I go, like, can I take online classes? Like, how long will it be before I get like deported if my classes suddenly turn online? Like, yeah. Yeah. what is the situation? Yeah. No, I was straight up getting secondhand stress from you guys. Oh yeah, it was. You know, I think it was bad. Yeah. My like my mom and I, we were literally that morning, that Tuesday morning when we woke up to those announcements, we literally had headaches. Like I like we both mm. literally got a migraine because we were like, I cannot figure, like, we cannot figure this out, and, like, what does this even mean? Yeah, because it's kind of like, what is it called, Catch-22, catch right? Like, you're fucked either way, because yeah. if you go back to the U.S. and... Wow, <laughs> wow <laughs> literary legend. Please edit that out. Please edit that out. Um, but, yeah, like, if you go back to the U.S. Don't edit that out. 
Please I won't. Oh my god, whatever. So like, you're fucked either way because if you stay here, you lose your you, you lose your F1 visa. Yeah, yeah. That, and, that's what I was confused about. And then if you, go, if you go back to the U, if you don't go back to the US, you also lose your visa. But if you go to the US, there's risk of COVID. It's really hard yeah. to find flights now. So like you really, like as an international student, really you really don't know yeah, what we to do. We all kind of got <laughs> fucked over in the end. Yeah. Like this was just, like the main thing for me was like, okay, if I stay here, like, do I have to reapply for a visa? Like, the embassy and, is literally closed. Yeah, and that's already such a lengthy yeah, process. I remember literally, like, last year, like, July, when I was, like, lining up to, like, apply for a visa. Like, it, it was, was straightforward, but, like, it was scary because I didn't want to do anything wrong. Like, yeah. this is my first, like, yeah. adulty thing, I guess. Yeah. And we just have no idea when it's going to open back up. Yeah. No, that's really just don't. the scary yeah, part. Yeah, we really don't know. But I think months from now. as international students, you know, I'm just ha- really grateful and really fortunate to be in this position because... We have like all these college institutions backing yeah. us up, so you know, mm. we, we, like it was abolished because of MIT and Harvard. Yeah, it was like it was a good like as of, yeah like in my like in our stance as like international students, we should be very was, grateful. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good thing that like you know like there were really elite institutions like Harvard and MIT who really like mobilized quickly and were yeah. like this is just not right, this shouldn't even happen. Like we need to rescind this yeah. policy ASAP. Yeah, Sorry but if you hear my dog. It's a mozzie interlude <laughs> yeah, for it's you. Yeah, it's your intermission. Oh He's eating dinner. Um, um, yeah, but I was, I even though I'm super fortunate, like when I was reading all the statements, um, they were saying, oh, it's because we really care about, you know, this, like the safety and the well-being of our students, and this is why we did it. But I also I know mean, that there's yeah. some... Are those really their true? There's definitely an economic motivation. Yeah. And, like, the thing that kind of upset me them like I don't know like a f- obviously I was so happy that everything was rescinded but like thinking about it it's like it shouldn't stop there yeah. you know like that because doesn't just mean, because they yeah. had won this one yeah. battle against exactly. ice there's mean, so like, many other the issues yeah. if anything it already proves that like the, the whole ice thing with international students already proves it's a xenophobic institution and I know that there was a whole thing you were telling me about DACA, DACA yeah. and you know it would yeah. be really nice to see the yeah, same support that, from college exactly, institutions exactly. like yeah. the thing is I don't know maybe again if it's just the media choosing to portray this um, and like selectively mm-hmm. choosing what to promote I'm not entirely sure if any colleges really did file a lawsuit as big as this when mm-hmm. there was a threat to DACA getting repealed. I don't think I there was. I don't see anything. Yeah. But, I mean, like, why, like, why, like, why does it start here? Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, it's this just, has been happening for so long. It's just annoying if they preach diversity and inclusivity. They should, it should go for everyone, not just international exactly. students, but for people students, who are yeah. in DACA. And, you know, it'd be really nice to see all, like, all this, like, the same support that we got for other people who weren't in the, in the same position. Exactly, yep. yeah. Because just imagine if, like, all the college institutions, like, MIT, Harvard, like, all the Ivy League colleges, all the, like, the community colleges, if they all got together and pooled their resources, like, imagine the lengths that they could do to, like, against ICE and against yeah. the whole... I mean, yeah. I don't even think it's just the institutions, but... U.S. citizens also, I feel, have this privilege. Like, I mean, when I'm an American citizen, right? And just hearing you guys have to go through these difficulties, I felt like, even though I'm not even studying there, I feel like I had this thing where it's like you have to, like, people need to come together and go against this institution that is, like, perpetually creating issues for everyone who is not an American citizen. But I think it's it's also not just ICE, but it's all over just immigration law reform. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, there definitely needs to be more support board. for it. I totally agree with that. I mean, like, a big part of it is, like, abolishing ICE and, like, re, like, reconfiguring how, like, you know, like, the aim of ICE is really to, I guess, kind of, 
you know, maintain like security. That's within the thing. Like, I think the real problem is that they didn't come out with like a mission and vision statement, like a clear one to start. Yeah, actually, what even like, yeah, like, we had to really go into depth to, really to figure out. out what yeah. the hell ISIS. And they, like, what they're doing now is completely against their whole like anti-terrorism thing that they started like after nine yeah, eleven. Like, the, like, it's very ironic. Exactly. It is very <laughs> ironic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they need to scrap it and come up with. That's something. what I was yeah. saying. They completely need to rescaffold the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they, they need to rescaffold. Yeah, rescaffold. I, I think they need to come out with a clear structure before going into it and just trying to make their whole organization based on what's happening around right, like it's, right it's, now. It's really, really just turned into a big like propaganda machine, like yeah. under yeah, the Trump. Sure. Like, a, a, like his he literally when he was elected and even before he was elected his whole thing was to build a wall right he was already like yeah. trying to create stricter immigration laws and so obviously that would translate into a harsher like treatment and a harsher like way mm-hmm. that ICE would operate yeah because you know? honestly yeah. I think this whole like you know hashtag abolish abolish ICE movement it's not like a fuck you to the cops but it's more like the people's frustration and they're not doing what they were meant like they're not doing what they were built to do which is to prevent terrorism in the first and place it's, and again it's it's the way they're doing it like it's yeah. like you like there's the a, so much better way action. to like protect your nation's security in that regard that's not avidly racially profiling like yeah. literally all like yeah because the they're, they're even training now like they they had like all these training camps exactly to yeah, in chicago. Profile people. Exactly. Oh, yeah, chicago. In chicago like ice literally launched this new like citizens academy where they're teaching people how to identify firearms and how to like racial essentially racially profile yeah. and like target what they believe are immigrants it is like, so it's crazy ice is straight up opening the door to more hate crimes and actively giving tools to people to commit them under this disguise of it being for their own like safety like public safety no yeah and like the whole process in itself like compromises the fourth amendment protection against like unreasonable searches and seizures and Mm -hmm. like the constitutional guarantee of like equal protection and freedom from discrimination they they don't give the people that they arrest uh, a time in court to you know, like, hear what their mm, individual circumstances yeah. are. The sad thing about it, when I think about that, is that there are going to be people... People are going to sign up, who are straight gonna up. Join, who are going to join the Citizens Academy. And, like, again, it's, it's literally just a propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Like, really trying to perpetuate the idea that, you know, America should be all white. Yeah. You know? But I, was, I, I always just keep wondering if there are actual mechanisms to abolish the whole institution. So, yeah. So, like, what I was reading is that, like, obviously, like, with a lot that's been happening in terms of, like, people getting, like, unlawfully arrested or detained, like, people do bring cases against ICE in court, but it's because of, like, how, like, immigration law, like, so I was reading an article, it basically said, like, in immigration courts, there's a higher bar both for proving officers violated defendant rights and for getting cases thrown out as a result. So, literally, like, even if you meet this standard, the person can get deported anyway. Like, there's just Mm. a fundamentally wrong... Like, the whole, like, immigration law system just needs to be, like, completely rethought out because this is why a bunch of atrocities that ICE is doing are getting thrown out the window. No, and I also heard that... um, Because, you know, there if some immigrants or if they're illegal immigrants, they can claim themselves as asylum seekers, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah, then gives them, yeah. which then gives them more, I guess, like a protection period of not being, not having to be um, tried in court or not being arrested. And I've heard that the Trump administration is also trying to dismantle that um, right that asylum seekers have as well, which is also really fucked up. 
I mean, okay, here's the thing. If you were to play like this quote-unquote devil's advocate, of, of course, for this whole abolish ICE movement, I mean, I just, I think that an, a big issue, I, okay, here's the thing, because ICE is different from Border Patrol, right? Yeah. yeah. To clarify? Yeah. Because, I mean, abolishing it, you could say, or a lot of people could argue, could lead to increased crime in America, alien quote-unquote alien gang members, drug smugglers, all of those illegal immigrants that people are, I guess, trying to classify under. So, like, there are a lot of people who do, and like, believe that. Yeah, but again, again, I think there's, like, I do think there, there does need to be a body that regulates that. There does yeah. need to be something that, like, oversees and We just make need sure. to start that, from that, the ground that, up. That, that makes sense, but it's just, like, like, Again, like I, I said this before, like it's just the way they do it. Like there needs to be some, like there needs to be change. I know um, Ocasio Cortez, she was saying that like we need to scrap it and rebuild yeah. it. Yeah, I mean her the whole. The way it is right now, they're they're too like power trippy. Her, know, yeah, her yeah. whole advertisement for getting a seat in Congress had a lot to do with the whole abolish ICE movement. I think she was one of the first Democratic members to really mm -hmm. speak out against it. Yeah. And then it followed a whole yeah. chain of other politicians and other Democrats who really stood by her in that sort of movement. I think that's when it really started to get super popular, but I could be wrong. I think they totally need to restructure it because they have to reconsider like the human rights that even like that that, that everyone exactly. has in, it, it in needs the US. To be, it needs mm. to be done in such a way that constitutional rights are being respected, mm -hmm. uh, civil liberty liberties are being respected and not in a way that's literally fundamentally racist. Like that just cannot happen And anymore. I think that ICE has gotten a lot of attentions over the years because of Trump and because of the way he's portraying, like, yeah, what they're doing 100%. to the media. 100%. I mean, I really honestly don't remember, like, seeing that many news articles about ICE during Obama's administration. because he had the most, like, he, he had the most, um, yeah. yeah. I also don't, like, think that really a lot of the atrocities, like, a lot of the atrocities in general started... I feel like when Trump was um, in office. Yes. I mean, going back to sort of something that we said before about how Trump's priority is everyone now, from shifting from Obama's perspective, I think that creates a lot of chaos, and that chaos, like, goes outward to, you know, immigrant communities, it goes out to the mm -hmm. public, it goes out to the media, and then that's when it, you know, when it gets to the media's yeah. hands, it gets think, so, like, times 100. And I think definitely, like, this whole narrative that, the whole like current government right now is perpetuating and their strict like hardline immigration policies only embolden ICE as like like ICE officers ICE as an institution and organization mm -hmm. even more mm. you know what I mean like it, it gives them I guess like in a sense like more more power to like really like and more room to kind of abuse that power through these atrocities that they are doing They're, they feel hyped up or some shit like yeah. that literally yeah so you know, as a non like as a non US citizen, um, you know, I always just wonder like what can like how can I help like the situation or like like what can people like what can Gen Z do to basically like help the situation with ICE? So Yeah, well I mean I think one thing is that this just needs to be a constant conversation. Like this just yeah. needs to be talked about all the time. Like we always need to shed light on what's happening. Yeah. We you know, and we need to like yeah, I think the first step to anything is really to just be as aware as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. to be honest, like before 
this whole international student thing yeah. blew up, I was hearing a lot of news stories about these atrocities. And obviously, like... Yeah, but it was only brought to light yeah. when, we, when we were actually affected. And I know, like, even if the whole thing was pulled back with, with the international student situation, I think the conversation doesn't end there. And we definitely need to start yeah. mm-hmm. talking there are, about like, it more. a lot of tweets that are like, why does it take, like, a group of, like, international students who are backed by these... Yeah. I mean, like, that's, that's not the, the case s- for yeah, everybody, obviously. Reality, but, like, it's a good why does it point. take that for us to realize really how 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 much we need to abolish ice yeah and i think also for like calling out to american citizens in particular yeah i just think that like even if you don't think it relates to you even if you think just because you're not a daca student just because you're not an international student so visas or anything immigration wise does not Mm -hmm. affect you it doesn't then give you the right to ignore the social the cultural the political ramifications and implications that ice is like perpetuating in our in american society now i totally agree with you because if you're in a like if you're already if you're in that kind of position, like, why not help people who are in the and same position? And if not for that, again, just the way that the whole institution operates threatens people's constitutional rights and threatens mm-hmm. their civil liberties. Mm-hmm. If not if not for them, then protect your civil liberties, like, protect yeah. your constitutional rights, you know? Like, that, like, everybody should have the right to those. That's just, period. Like, yep. everybody period. needs those. Period. period. Everybody <laughs> needs those. And you shouldn't be... If you're not alarmed that there are some people who don't have that, then you need to like you reevaluate. Gotta get yourself you got to get yourself. You got to sit down and educate do some, yourself. Like, reevaluation because everybody needs that. Like everybody That is just a baseline that, that's just, thing. Yeah, that's like a basic thing that everybody should mm-hmm. be entitled to regardless of where you come from. Yeah. You know like these people are humans. They're they're real people. They shouldn't with be families, treated like with family ties. Exactly. They shouldn't be treated like animals. They shouldn't be caged. They shouldn't be you know, literally, like, abused physically, mentally, sexually, even. Like, yeah, like, these are humans, and at the end of the day, like, they deserve as much of, like, attention, and I guess, Mm -hmm. like, as much rights as everybody else. Like, there's nothing that sets them apart from a normal person. You know what I mean? Like... And honestly, in general, there just has to be a defunding of ICE. Yeah, I was reading something. Hold on, let me find this post. There might be a silence, because I'm looking for this thing but yeah. i was reading an instagram post well that sounds like a really credible source <laughs> but, um anyway we're gonna go with it if the wi-fi can yeah, so basically honest- saying that like the two branches is like defund ice and then like immigration reform that's mm-hmm. how you like abolish mm-hmm. it yeah because i was looking at stats again and i think in 2017 or 2018 it showed that only 6,000 members of the Department of Homeland Security are allocated to following the original mission to track terrorism. And the rest, like like more than 8,000 ICE agents are responsible for arresting and detaining immigrants. So there are more people, more ICE officers who are dealing with the arresting than actually holding up the, the moral value but, of, of what the whole of thing was ICE built is. on. Yeah. yeah. That's... Hmm. That's not I okay. I can't do math, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done math, but do. Yeah, so I think, you know, this, you know, this, our first episode should be, you know, a jumping off point for all of you guys to kind of have this discussion with your family members or for people who don't really know the situation going on. Um, whether you're an international student, whether you're living outside the U.S., whether you're living inside the U.S., it should be a discussion for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Because we can't, like, we can't continue letting this organization operate under the facade of being, like, 
a res- like a force that's responding to national security threats when really it's turned into a, xenophobic a vehicle for racism, yeah. xenophobia, and human rights violations. So. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode. We hope you liked it. We hope you learned a lot. We hope hope we weren't boring you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no. Let's hope that this didn't bore anyone because, you know what I mean? Like, that sounds a little bit (laughs) too, too, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's, we hope that this was, like, valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, spark conversation. So keep your eyes out for our next episode um, coming out next Sunday. Thank you guys. guys. Bye. Bye.